Lots of people are asking us, should I be investing in Bitcoin or various different cryptos? Well, I would say, well, what all consultants say, it depends. Hey there, my name is Ken French. I'm with VastSolutionsGroup.com, where we do tax finance and artificial intelligence to lower the tax liability for entrepreneurs. We also help entrepreneurs hopefully live the life that they desire in retirement. And a lot of our people are doing crypto and Bitcoin and blockchain investments. Usually our high net worth individuals, sometimes as much as truly, truly over 200 billion, uh, sorry, $200 million are looking for our advice about that space, that being Bitcoin and crypto. You know, if you've been watching prices of Bitcoin lately, you already know that, you know, they've made huge, huge run-ups lately. You know, in fact, a single Bitcoin sometimes could be as high as, you know, now fifty, sixty thousand dollars right, for a single one. By the way, you can also get portions of them, you know. You know, if you would have invested in Bitcoin, you know, a while ago, just a while, let's say a year ago, you'd be pretty happy, right? You know, you'd probably be up, uh, whatever, I don't know, four or five times, depending on the circumstance. But you really... The question is, should you join? Should you join the party? Well, or maybe, who knows? Maybe no, maybe not, because you don't want to be one of those people who puts in whatever, a million dollars of your net worth, and all of a sudden it goes down to zero because your wallet has been stolen, um, your encryption didn't work, etc. So let's talk about, you know, the currencies. Um, the currencies that are traded on a foreign exchange market, right? There's meaning general spot currencies as an example, Forex, FX, or just, you know, the currency market. You know, it's global decentralized market for, let's just say, you know, buying or selling and exchanging assets. You know, Forex or normal cash currencies, they're comprised really of institutional investors, governments from all over the world, some large corporations, banks, and also currency speculators, okay? So now Forex, it differs from the stock market that you're probably familiar with because it's, you know, those markets are housed in central physical exchanges where Forex is over-the-counter, it's decentralized, you know. It's totally electronic or, you guessed it, virtual. So in terms of trading volume, Forex is by far the largest market in the world, right, physical market. You know, when I say physical, in that case, I mean uh, virtual. Now, in fact, according to the, whatever it was, Bank of International Settlements, Foreign exchange trading averages more than about $5 trillion a day. Think about that, $5 trillion a day. So anyway, comparing it to the volume of the New York Stock Exchange, you know, 30 days of trading volume on the New York Stock Exchange equals one day of trading on Forex. So as you might expect, the U.S. dollar makes up most of all Forex trading volume, right? So then all of a sudden, 2008, Bitcoin. Okay, remember that if you remember, sadly, there was a huge financial crisis that year, right? Bitcoin, it's different from other currencies that are traded on Forex. It's still virtual, but in that Bitcoin does not require and is not backed by a central authority. There's no regulation per se with it because it's decentralized. There's no authoritative body that's governing it. It's just the market that governs it. No central authority, no individual, no corporation, no government. So really, the best way to say it is, it's a peer-to-peer system for online payments that runs on a decentralized, let's call it, computer network around the globe that keeps track of all these transactions. Similar to, let's uh, a good example, similar to the decentralized network of servers that makes, let's just say, the internet work. Because really, without the internet, there'd be no Bitcoin, as it were. So you can buy Bitcoin with dollars or euros, just like you can trade any other currency. And then store your Bitcoin on a, in an online or offline wallet. Either I'll go into the specifics of that wallet. Let, actually, let's go into So with that wallet, you can spend Bitcoin online as well as in the real world sometimes for 
for goods, services, etc. But there are no intermediaries. You don't have to pay a middleman, generally speaking. It doesn't go through your bank or someone else's bank. Right? It doesn't have to it doesn't take time to clear. It can be instantaneous. So let's see. Let's see. Is it the currency of the future? Well, you know, that's gonna be hard to say, but what's the reality? Is it, if you have a bank account or a credit card or even use PayPal, you're already using digital currency. It's kind of weird to think about that. People are like, I don't, I don't trust the digital currency. Well, everyone's using it. Even if they're banking, even if they're 90 years old, they're not used to you know digital currency, they're basically doing it when they're dealing with banks. It's all bits and da- bits of data now. Same thing, by the way, it goes if you're trading stocks. You're All you're doing is online digital currency. That's all you're using is online digital currency. So let, let's say you place a trade or you and I place a trade, let's say 100 shares of uh, I don't know, Apple, right? I'm not expecting you to show up my <laughs> in my office with a bag of money that I then go to deliver an exchange for your Apple share, right? If you think about it. Now, the reality is that unless you use real cash, how many of us use real cash today? Every time you swipe your credit card or your whatever, your debit card, you have to go through an intermediary like, uh, like your bank or credit card company. And they, of course, have their fees for their service, which they have to. They have regulations. So I get that. Bitcoin, on the other hand, sets up a system where the buyer and seller trade each to each one directly. Usually there's an exchange that's involved. Or let's say, let's say this. Throughout you know, its existence, let's say Bitcoin, it's been in the news after some you know, ransomware attacks. There's been a number. The, the bad software it locks down computers and files and won't lift the lockdown unless they're paid a ransom in whatever, Bitcoin or cryptocurrency. Usually it's crypto. I guess it's been some cases using uh, Ethereum. But why Bitcoin, by the way? Well, because with Bitcoin, the transaction you make are completely kind of, when I say completely, it's anonymous. Instead, whenever you trade a Bitcoin, you use a private key associated with your, quote, wallet to generate a a computer code that then is publicly associated with your transaction. So you have your own little key. You make a trade with someone. That trade, therefore, goes on the blockchain. It's a publicly associated element of that transaction. Everyone can see that. They can see how much money traded. Your name isn't public, but the transaction is. Okay. For criminals, this makes Bitcoin or some crypto very, very attractive as a result. Right. So now, if you're thinking about investing in Bitcoin, let's break that down. As an advisor, Bitcoin represents a very few, a very interesting thought here. One of the first. So, and maybe most interesting is that Bitcoin can prove to be the model for dig- digital currency going forward, if not already. Uh, but the thing is, there are still a lot of things to be ironed out. I mean, it's brand new. I mean, think about it. We're st- our government's still working on stuff that happened 50 years ago. So it's going to take a while to figure out all this cryptocurrency stuff, right? It's just the way it is. You know, while there are a lot of things to consider when thinking about buying Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies, making it, you know, part of your asset allocation, as it were, let's talk about five fundamental questions you need to ask yourself. So let's go over these. Number one. Bitcoin or other cryptos. A lot of people don't realize there's other cryptos. There are a lot of other ones out there. So let's go. Okay. The first question you ask yourself is whether you want to invest in Bitcoin directly or cryptos as an asset class. Did you know? uh, uh, Oh, because think about it. I mean, right now there's NFTs can be construed as crypto if you really think about it to a certain extent. Um, And, you know, there's probably what, 2,000, 3,000, probably 2,000 different cryptos out there right now. So let's talk about an analogy. Let's say in 2020, Tesla was the best performing stock in the NYSE, the New York Stock Exchange. Let's just say with a you know price change of 
750%. Seven, let's say 743% to be exact. Tesla is categorized within the consumer discretionary sector of the S&P 500. And the consumer discretionary sector gained over 32% in 2020. Okay, you get me there? Should you consider a single component of a sector like Tesla in my example? Or are you bullish on the entire sector like consumer discretionary assets? The answer to those questions then leads you to additional questions like, you know, which sector or which sectors which sectors to go heavy on, buy a lot of, and which sectors to go light on, not buy a whole bunch. All right, so that's number one. So again, you want to be looking at one specific asset class or one asset itself. Now let's talk about number two. Are you worried about inflation? When you invest in Bitcoin or any other currency or commodity, including gold or oil or pork bellies, you're investing on the prospects of price appreciation alone. You know, more specifically, you're investing in the prospects of the price of Bitcoin rising relative to the U.S. dollar. And while the recent price surge, let's say, makes inflation look silly, you should evaluate currencies and commodities with, you know, respect to inflation. All right, now let's go to number three. Question three. Can you tolerate extreme volatility? Because right now there's massive volatility in Bitcoin and in all the cryptocurrencies. I just talked to someone who they, they invested in a coin that was $2 one day and went up to $22 the next day. So Bitcoin went from 7300 to 29000 in 2020. But it also dipped <laughs> to about 5000 in March of that, that point because of the pandemic. You know, Bitcoin, it rocketed to an all, all-time high in of a, what, a 40 42,000 on January 8th, then it plunged to 31,000 January 11th. So it's going to go up, it's going to go down. All right? So, well, that's that's a big, big swing, right? So anyway, so let's talk about number four. Number four question, do you understand it? This, this one requires you to really be honest with yourself. Do you understand how cryptos work or even why Bitcoin price has skyrocketed? By the way, I would say it's social media. Um, not much else to it until really it becomes really a utilized asset. Anyway, do you understand Bitcoin mining, how it works? Can you explain it beyond the headlines of, you know, two seconds of a, of a, of a comment? Now, here's, here's a pretty good story. So the first Bitcoin payment occurred in Florida in May 22, 2010, when a man brought, bought two Papa John pizzas worth $25 for 10,000 Bitcoin. At that point, four Bitcoin equaled a penny. Think about that. That's crazy to think about. Four Bitcoins equaled one penny. Now today, those whatever, 10,000 Bitcoin would be worth, you ready for this? You can take a guess. Again, let's say I have 10,000 Bitcoin today. It'd be roughly worth 350 million, uh, whatever, whatever the number is, right? Now, if you don't really understand an investment, you should you make it? You got to talk to someone who understands it. You got to be well-armed, especially because now in cryptocurrencies, you don't have advisors out there. You're on your own a little bit more versus back in the old days, you had advisors who you know were, who were uh, armed with regulations to help them and clients. Now, crypto, it's really on your own, which is good and bad. You get to you know have lower fees as a result, but the bad part is you're doing it all alone. You got to take that into consideration when you're looking at um, cryptocurrency. Now, now, also, I'm going to say, why, why are you interested in cryptocurrency? Let's talk about that. You know, it's impossible to give blanket advice on any investment to a large group of investors. Everyone has different risk tolerances. You might have one risk tolerance that's totally different than that of your spouse. It's not impossible, you know, it's not impossible to remind, you know, 
investors that most of the time they'll be a lot better off if they choose a long-term investment strategy that isn't dependent on a single security. But then again, they probably won't make as much money, at least potentially, if they're to invest in a single security. Investors really need to diversify, generally speaking, unless their situation dictates otherwise. You know, could Bitcoin or crypto make sense as an investment for you? Yeah, they could. But at the same time, possibly not. If you have any questions, need any help, we are uh, advastsolutionsgroup.com. We do general consulting, cyber consulting, Web 3.0 consulting. We've been doing this for a while. You know, once again, my name is Kenner French. I lead vastsolutionsgroup.com. Uh, generally speaking, strategy-wise, our true true lady who's really the, the goddess of uh, vastsolutionsgroup.com, our CEO, Michelle Lawson, she's also the operations head, she can actually... Uh, she's the big, big advocate for the client. So if you have any questions, please call us, uh, 888-808-8278. Or as I mentioned before, go to the web. We have a lot of resources on our website, which is www.vastsolutionsgroup.com. Once again, my name is Kenner French. Thank you very much for taking the time.